Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hello and welcome to How I Quit Alcohol. And today in the studio, not on Zoom, is Benny Owen. Hello, Danny. Hi, Benny. Thanks How for are having you? me. I'm very well. Fans of Ashes from years ago might remember Benny as the guy that used to play the car door. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did, weirdly. Yes. Play the car door. Play the car door. Often very drunk. Often drunk <laughs> what's amazing about you is this transformation so when you were the car door guy you were maybe how many kilograms heavier oh i think i was probably maybe 25 30 so you you've done a whole life transformation which has been pretty yep. impressive to watch from the distance it's amazing and it was alcohol the quitting quitting alcohol when you quit was that a catalyst to that change yeah so yeah alcohol where I ended up and the at the point where I was like I have to really make a change was you know the the contributing factor was the alcohol Mm. so yeah once you start once I started with that then Mm -hmm. it was it went from there to sugar to this you know yeah and onwards and onwards and then like we were talking earlier I think I've got a pretty addictive personality so you know once I gave up being a boozer and a yeah. pisshead. I turned my tune to the fitness and training and trying to lose some weight and trying to get as fit and as healthy as I possibly could. Yeah, wow. Instead of as drunk as I possibly <laughs> could. So when, I mean, obviously you've had a, a long kind of journey with alcohol and yep. I know that you um, quit. I, I probably was a binge drinker from the, from the moment I was introduced to alcohol. And so... Um, I, I just used to like that confidence thing that came with alcohol. Mm-hmm. I was always a bigger kid, so I used to get bullied a bit as a, as a kid. And then if I'd had a few drinks before I went to a party or something, I sort of felt a bit more bulletproof as a kid. So, so mm. that was sort of around that 
15, 16, 17 kind of age. And mm. I played a lot of rugby at that time too. So I was in and around the pub and that was a part of rugby culture was to have a beer. Yeah, then I, I suppose the first time I really started to binge it with the alcohol would have been at 18, I guess. So wow. you're just really drinking a lot. Mm. And, and, you know, binging being you wouldn't drink all week because you're at school or whatever. And then... Mm. Friday night and Saturday night and kind of make an absolute mess of myself. When did that sort of become a problem? Um, I think it sort of came a bit more of a problem sort of in that mid-20s, you know, the marriage breakdown and things like that and and really sort of then landed on the booze a bit more. Mm. Um, and, and I think you find yourself going back to that ye old faithful Mm. Um, in a time of crisis, you go back to that thing that's going to give you the confidence again and mm. or you feel is going to, you know, give you that bulletproof feeling. Mm. So, yeah, I kind of kind of had another little moment then and that was when it was like it's got to stop. So I stopped then for a long time. I knew I kind of, once everything sort of went pear-shaped, I sort of quit it. That would have been around, well, it would have been just probably a couple of years before I first met Ash. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it would have mm-hmm. been probably three or four years before that that I'd really sort of cut it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I suppose from there it was. Um, well, Ash and I were just saying then that we we did a lot of stuff for a long time where it wasn't there wasn't a lot of drinking, mm. and um, and then yeah, I don't know. It sort of just started to. I don't know how. I don't actually. I still. I actually think of it a, a lot. Actually, how it ended up back in my hand and what Mm. was happening Mm. and it's sort of i think that every time i think about it 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 sort of boils back down to every time i had trouble in a relationship or something significant happened Mm. i literally went straight for the and straight for the bottle i mean it's a bit of a cliche sitting all those movies and then yeah doing good and then something goes bad and then yeah there is knocking the top off a bottle of rum and i that was the problem Mm. like it wasn't just drinking beer which was probably a bit of an issue. The heavy stuff. So how bad did you get? Like what was sort of... Um, well, put it this way. I think that environment where you can go, hey, can you stick another 12 Bundy cans on my rider, buddy? <laughs> and he goes, yeah, yeah, why not? Why don't mm. we just get 24? And yeah. you go, yeah, all right, no worries. <laughs> and then you get to the venue and you sort of sound checked and you've done your thing and you're kind of like, well, half of those are gone. Maybe we should just get a bottle. <laughs> Chuck a bottle on the rider. <laughs> and yeah, and then next minute you're, you're in this situation where you're drinking. I was drinking straight out of the bottle. So I'd have, was having sort of, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 cans of rum and coke and then literally knocking off three quarters of a bottle of rum Whoa. in an hour and 20 minutes that Jeez. we were on stage. And then wondering why I had a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. so crazy. And then... What did it do for you? Like, I know you said that it gave you more confidence. I, I suppose... Um, I, was in, in, I'm, I was always in, an insecure person. So, for me, um, I was around a lot of people and things were pretty fun. And it was... We kind of went from doing little things to, you know, with Ash doing much 
bigger things and more people and more I was an insecure person so for me it was like I'd go if I'm if I I have a drink I'm cool I'll be cool everything will be cool and then I'd have three or four drinks and, and it's all going on in my own head it sort of took a little shine off on things and everything felt a little easier and I didn't have to essentially the there was a bit of anxiety around what I was doing and then next minute if I had knocked the top off that and the edge was gone I was cool but like I was saying before it's very easy when you do have that as the catalyst then you're flying and like it was all or nothing Mm. so then I needed to keep on going and like Ash was saying then it got to the point where he's going home he's like okay dude I'm going and I'm going ah I'm going to the blah blah Mm -hmm. and then yeah that sort of I'd wake up the next morning and think, what is going on here? Take me to the thirsty camel. I need to get over my <laughs> – I need another drink, freaking out. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I guess it wasn't until I really sort of – that led to, to things going wherever they went and it kind of was – for me it was like, shit, what, what am I – what's going on here? Mm. Like, what is actually happening here? You, you know, like you've – it takes stuff like not so much um, losing people that are close to you, but creating a situation where you don't have that them around. Where you mm. go, are they not around because I did this? And because of the alcohol, yeah, or, yeah. And it, then for me, it was you know a real eye opener as I've sort of transitioned into other things to be able to go. You know what? I cannot do this anymore because I've, you know, I've, I've lost people close to me now and I'm, yeah, you wig out. So you kind mm. of, for me, it was a really interesting situation, the whole thing, because it, it really was, that was probably the catalyst to just, that's it. I don't know. And, and it's the proving, the point, when the point was really proven to me was um, I, I lost my, my old man about three years ago soon, mm-hmm. in a couple, in a week or so. And that was a really significant thing for me in life. Mm. And I didn't go back to drinking. Wow. So for me, it was the first time I was able to go, I'm done. I don't have to. That's not my thing anymore. So you weren't drinking at the time when your dad passed? No. So, and, oh, that's great. Well no. done. So, yeah. So I wasn't and I, ha- and I haven't since. Um, wow. However, I have spent nights and days and hours on end in a gym lifting weights with loud music and junior Kimbrough telling me he loves me <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so but you do ha- like um it's you kind of do have to replace it with something and like I was just saying like the people that I know particularly the people I've interviewed already and the ones that I will be interviewing we all have very similar personalities we've got quite loud what was I saying we're introvert extrovert, extrovert yeah and outwardly, we can appear quite quite confident, confident but inwardly, yeah, we're, we're not. But we have these big personalities that are, you know, like if we love someone, we love them. And if, and if we're going to drink, fuck, we're going to drink, drink, you know, absolutely. all that stuff. Yeah. So I think people, particularly with our kind of personalities, has to re- we have to replace it with something. Yeah. So, God, I wish mine was to get fit and ripped like you. But <laughs> yeah, but, well, but, yeah, but you, it's, I guess it's things that you think you feel that you – good at for the lack of a better word it's like you need an interest almost i think we've all got quite busy minds as well so we need something to keep us busy or keep us i don't know that's that personality yeah. again though if we're not going 100 miles an hour or yeah uh, to a degree there's that thing if 
if we're at a party or if we're hanging out with a bunch of people or whatever, there's this element of having to be the, the almost having to be the life of the party. Yeah. And so you're the one drinking. I would have been the one drinking more. And, yeah. you know, I mean, you and I have had some parties way back where it's yeah. like there's two massive people in a room and it's just super fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like go, 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 go. So and I, I feel like when you take the shell off, Mm. You, yeah, you're sort of sitting with yourself, yourself. kind of a vulnerable position and you, if you're not comfortable with it, which I I was and never was, it's kind of a really unnerving spot to be. I just yeah. I didn't couldn't cope there. So I'd be like... It's so big that thing of that comes up. I was talking with uh, my friend Lyndall in the last episode about exactly that. When you stop and when you give it quite a few months, it's I think it comes later um, in your sobriety, but it's it's the stuff that rises it comes up that you've got to sit with and you've got to sit yeah. there and deal with it and yeah. face it yeah. but it's so good it, like it's so good and it's it it's it's almost like the most cleanse it was a really cleansing thing for me i mm. felt like i was able to acknowledge that the things that i felt had happened in certain parts of my life due to alcohol i was able to one almost felt like one by one look at Mm. them and go okay that bugs me still gives me anxiety i still feel terrible about this or that and i'd have these just little moments where i'd be on my own i'd be sitting in a car and that would just turn up in my head Mm. and i'd have this ability had this ability with a clear mind that's not totally inebriated to go through these things and actually go okay i accept what i that this stuff happened because i just had a little love affair with the bottle and that was Mm. You know, that was it. In some instances, it's harder for men to sit in that vulnerable space. I th- I don't know, quote me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there's a little bit more pressure for men to drink. Like women get Absolutely. pressure it, it, to drink. That comes from being, that's what I was saying before, that whole eight, when you're, at, you're 17, 18 years old, there's that manhood thing, get on the booze. Mm. And you, mm. I mean, I'd sculled a yard glass at my 18th birthday party. And it makes you a hero, and it made right? Me a hero yeah. at school, like the dude sculled the yard glass and blah 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 blah. I don't know. But really, the like, kid that sculled the yard glass is just insecure. insecure. Yeah, like yeah, I was that insecure. It was just weird. Only now that you can look at it at forty-five years old, I'm able to look back and go, okay, the guy was eight, the guy that was eighteen inside me was totally not comfy in his skin, and I, you know, honestly, don't feel like I was comfortable in my skin until. I was 40. Like I really had a massive battle till I was pr- till probably was around 40. Something happens at 40. I think you start, you either change and you have this big growth or you stay the same. I, I, yeah, I agree. All of us, luckily, you know, and I've got friends that are transitioning now, or, you know, they're even 43 or whatever. And now they're starting to go, actually, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of sick of this. I, I want to grow as well because you know, you, you're attracted to what you see around you as well. Yeah. To your environment too, you know? Yeah. So. And the five people you hang out with, <laughs> they say. <laughs> I grew up in the country, but even in a lot of circles that I see, maybe not so much Ash's friend, you know, not, not his social groups, but um, he's never had that sort of let's go to the pub with the mates type type uh, yeah. friendships. But, you know, there are those those guys that I feel sorry for that, that that's their thing. They go out with their friends and they catch up and they drink together. And for them to try and break that, is would be so hard. Yeah, because you feel well, you feel like you can't connect with your mate mm. on that on the level without mm. the alcohol. Like, why? Well, well, I don't want to go because 
There's nothing to talk to him about. So I've had times recently mm. where I've, I've been invited to certain things, apart from the anxieties that I still deal with, which is just straight up anxiety. I have that thing where I'm like, I don't think I want to go. I'll say to my wife, I'm not sure if I want to go because I don't have a lot to talk to Johnny about when Johnny's pissed and I'm not. I don't really have that thing. Whereas, you know, Johnny probably doesn't have anything to talk to me about because I'm not pissed. I yeah. don't have to go and hang out with him. He just sits in the corner teetotaling. Yeah. Boring. So there is that, I guess there's that element of not understanding how to relate to a mate unless you're in, like what you just said, you, you, the five that are around you, you're a product of that environment. So I had that thing as a kid where my, and a, and a young adult, where it was all about, let's go to the pub. Mm. Let's go and play footy on a Saturday, see at the pub. Or yeah. straight to the pub. Yeah. Um, and then product of the environment i had that environment yeah i guess you're yeah i follow where you're coming from it's, a, it's um, probably a little bit more difficult for for a guy i would imagine yeah in some instances yeah. like, there's just as much peer pressure for women i'm Absolutely, sure but yeah. i feel like it's harder for men to be vulnerable a lot of men to sit in that for one the vulnerability and for two to kind of show themselves sometimes so mm. to just be open and be who they are there's so much bravado that yeah. comes along with being a pisshead or drinking with your mate I won't say who, but one of my family members is just so sensitive and beautiful inside, but, you know, he starts to drink and there's you know, loud and annoying and, and I feel sorry for him because that's not really him. who he is. Yeah. And he'll get there as he gets older. I'm sure that that stuff will come it, out. Yeah, it does. I'm, it, I reckon it will for sure because I think it's, it's, that, it's a phase thing. It's being vulnerable as a guy is not easy. mm it's a, it's, it's, it's something that, like you just said, maybe it doesn't happen for a lot of us. It didn't happen until me until I was 40 when I felt like I could just be Benny. Mm. And if you don't like it, don't like it. Mm. Um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Whereas previously to that, it was, I, if you were smoking in the corner, I'd just smoke a cigarette with you because I wanted to hang out with you guys. Or yeah. if you're over there drinking and then I'll go and hang out. I don't know. Either yeah. It's making a joint. I haven't had a joint for it. I'll have it anyway. Don't you think as well, like some guys as well, I know, I know this just from my family members, can be quite quiet type men or, you know, they don't say much, but then they get a few under their belt and then they'll suddenly become quite loving or tell you they love you. It's the way that they can then express their feelings yeah. too. So that there's that side of the coin as well for the macho type. Big time. Um, there's one guy in particular, he's concerned because all of his friends are all big drinkers and he wants to stop. He's not happy with himself and he's a really big binge drinker. I mean, uh, what would you say being a guy and you're, you're sort of macho type guy, <laughs> I suppose, <laughs> yeah. what would you say to him? Like if you were going to counsel him because he's, that's all of him, that's all he knows. It's all he's ever yeah. done. And that's his whole social group. Yeah. Like I said before, sometimes you find yourself losing. You got to you got to pay to play. Mm. So if you want to play and you want to be happy, for me it was I can't socialize with those people, mm-hmm. and I can't be around that guy, and I can't be around her and him. And unfortunately, if I want to change, I got to. I've, that's what the price. That's the sacrifice. So there's always a sacrifice to succeed in anything. You you have to sacrifice something. Yeah. Um, that's what with pay to play. So for me, I'd be basically encouraging him to try and find what it is here that he's, he loves mm. and enjoys and whether it be something 
whatever it be. Um, and if that means that some of them come with him, the friends, then great. But if they don't, then it's okay to go out on your own and it's okay to, you know, be what you, what you want to be mm. without influence of the drunk mate. Mm. You know, and the drunk mate generally is the guy that tells you is the naysayer and wants to keep you in that loop mm. and doesn't want to help you get out of that. And unless you can, for someone to say to you, look, I really want to change. For me, that's the first, that was the f- first thing that made sense was mm. being able to go, you know what, have that epiphany with myself. This is happening because of that. That's happening because of the alcohol. These are the people that I'm around and I'm doing it with. I've got to, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. And, you, you know, sometimes it it has um, consequence. So you, you, you've done something or things are happening and you can relate the alcohol to it. And then the consequence is those people don't want to hang out with you anymore because you're an absolute kook when you're pissed. Yeah. And you're a lion cheating swine piss off <laughs> and you've just got to go okay yeah well if that's me after how do i accept it and what do i do about it is it the guy that wants me to come to the pub on saturday get pissed at me is he the guy that's going to help me get out of this bit or mm. is it those guys that for me it was is it those guys that are you know walking into the gym with a gym bag and you know mm. is it that guy I don't know, I'm going to go check that guy out and see what happens. And, you know, I found a new thing that gave me um, that bit of confidence. Mm. So there's the replacement. Yeah. And I was like, hang on, I can actually do this. I'm, yeah. I'm half all right at this. I feel comfortable and took a while. And then they're in the dust. They, mm. the, the people that I was around. Mm. Yeah. So I guess it's you got to pay to play and you've got to be willing to sacrifice. You've got to be willing to walk away. Yeah. And I think you don't realize like we can, we can see it now in hindsight, yep. you don't realize at the time how confident you're going to become. And when you step into the person you actually want to be yep. that when you start living in alignment and living in integrity with the person who you want to be, you start to get so confident yep. because you're not, I don't know with me, cause my values are more, you know, I like to be healthy and I, I like to, you know, use my mind well and that kind of thing. When I would get really pissed and wake up the next day, I just would hate myself so much. I just couldn't stand it. And it was so out of alignment with who I saw myself as being. Yeah. So I, you know, I was like two different people. Well, you do stuff. Yeah. You do stuff that you just, in all reality, you cannot understand why you did that. You just do stuff that is just so not in your zone yeah and i guess sort of being able to try and sit there and accept that that's what you did mm. is the punishment there's with pain to play again you yeah. kind of got to walk up to so-and-so with your tail between your legs or i hated that oh bit. the sorry text I hated that bit <laughs> where i'd just be like oh i just uh, fuck. Yeah. all right i'm i'm gonna go and tell him i'm sorry or tell her i'm sorry oh, look okay i was really pissed yeah, you know, I'm, oh, I didn't mean to say that, or I should have done this, but I no, I hated that feeling of just letting someone down, and then at the same time, the other guy on my other shoulder is like, "Oh, well, 
fuck this. Let's just go back. I've got a hangover, dude. Let's just get another beer so we don't have to think. Or yeah, don't have, have to think drink. about that. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have to think about that because, again, there goes that insecurity again. Mm. Oh, they're probably telling about me and telling each other that he's a dickhead or whatever. And then mm. just off you go into this really weird downward, downward spiral and it's mm. not until you've – well, for me, it wasn't until I'd had another three or four drinks. Ba-ba, look out, I got my Superman cape on again. Yeah. Blow my hero hood of what? Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I had that moment where I had done something where I couldn't remember what I did. And there'll be a bunch of people that listen to this podcast that go, oh, I can totally relate to that. Mm. But I actually drove a car for not five streets back to my house, not six suburbs to my mate's place. <laughs> but from Sydney to Kayama. Jeez, and how far is that? Oh, a couple hundred Ks, I guess. Wow, so hours. Hours. Really drunk. Pissed. And I, I'm so irresponsible, but it's 20 whatever years, something whatever years ago. I literally left where I left and have no recollection oh. of even getting in a car, Yeah, well. let alone driving it. For, I have still, to these day, have flashbacks of stuff that I think happened on that drive mm. where I'm like, oh, I could see like the white line standing up on the road and things like this. But like I woke up, when I woke up, I was on the headland at Kayama Beach and I just got out of my car like I was still at Manly <laughs> thinking oh, I've got to go home, slept in the car and it literally took me five minutes to register. Where you were? Where am I? Like I'm asking some. I was looking at somebody. I'm like, mate, what day is it for starters? And what the fuck? Where? How do I get here? Shit, it's so scary. Shit. And it's so scary. And people, people don't understand. This stuff happens like daily. There's people mm. doing stuff so crazy stuff daily that are in places that are, you know, not cool. But it's mm. and a lot of it's got to do with being reliant on highly being able to highly function when you're wasted and I was able to function highly when I was wasted I was able to mm. do a lot of things mm. yeah you did wasted mm. and you know like even to the point of you play a gig you pack your stuff up throw it all in the van I'm absolutely obliterated mm. no idea mm. the next day Ugh. funny too like you do something like that what you just said drive to Kayama but it's something you probably get on the phone and tell your mates and you're pissing yourself laughing. But probably at deep time, down. At the time, it was, a, you, you nailed it right yeah. then. At the time, it was like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, look what I just did. But probably oh inside. God, yeah. Like the day after it, I, I was like, I've got to go. I'm not telling anyone I'm doing this. I'm not telling anyone I'm doing this. And I went and checked myself in and went and went to an AA meeting. I'm like, I've got a problem. Mm. A serious, serious problem. Yeah. If that's happened... What do I do? So, again, too afraid to talk to anyone, too afraid to, you know, let anyone know that mm. I had an issue. So, do a lot of stuff on my own just to try and cover my tracks. Yeah. Which a lot of people that are, rely on things or substances do. cover. You, you get really good at covering your tracks. Mm. Um, I went in and just, I got a bit of help and it, it did help, which was good. Mm. And I could pretty much honestly say... I don't think I did a lot of drink driving after that. I was a little bit more responsible when it came to driving <laughs> yeah, well, in the car good. and drinking. But, um, Glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you back to what you were saying, we do stuff when we're drunk that we... Now, I feel so grateful, Danny, that... I mean, my life now, I feel so much more comfortable 
as a human being mm. now than mm. I ever have. And I feel like um, I don't have to. If I, I have a conversation with someone and I don't feel like I'm speaking from a, you know, another I felt like another person's mm. thoughts. It's just it, I feel a lot more comfortable in my skin. Mm. Um, you know, I think I'm, I'm married and to a beautiful woman who just calls me out on me. Yeah, which I love. Um, That's good. Yeah, and I th- I feel like life's life's probably the best it's ever been, and it for me it's a great thing because it's um, when you have a few battle scars like we all have mm. mine probably sometimes in certain areas a little deeper than others but there's always someone worse off mm. um but i i feel like i've scraped my knee a few times and i'm mm. i'm happy walking around with scraped knees and don't <laughs> mind telling a story about the little scars so it's um i feel it's great life's good life's good so good like yeah. it's so amazing like you're so really inspiring oh, i think i look at you and i think oh, i gotta get to the gym <laughs> Uh, you know well, I just don't want to be a lazy useless 50 year old it's great though you know? and it's really great that you you know even if you are a little obsessive with it well, <laughs> it's better than being obsessive with alcohol it totally exactly and it's anything obsessive with anything I think it's getting to know your personality we were mm. saying this a little bit for a second before we started mm. like knowing that you've knowing that you've got an attribute yeah that's can be quite detrimental to a happy, healthy existence. Mm. You've kind of got to find stuff that fits in that mold comfortably mm. that isn't going to hurt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, we, we use this stuff to stop hurting. Like I would use the booze or the dope or the coke or whatever the hell it was to stop this thing this feeling Mm. and it's not really that 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 stops the feeling no it makes it worse don't you think it makes it worse i mean you're doing amazing stuff like and you're running those you're running those fitness retreats with pete murray and you've been seeing you training training people like isabel lucas and i've been super lucky and i've trained some really wonderful people and yeah it's amazing yeah and that none of that would have happened and i'm sure you've had amazing experiences yeah i mean I suppose, you know, in all honesty, I, that whole that whole world of being involved in fitness is one thing, but being able, being connected to some of those people, mm-hmm. I have to thank my Kelly headmate upstairs for giving me a life a life at a certain time that introduced me to a lot of those types of people. Mm. Um, it's like life became extraordinary for you, really. Like, yeah, it really did a flip, and it kind of became easy. Mm. And I didn't feel like I had to, you know, be something that I wasn't to effectively, um, I don't know, create a friendship with someone or or reach out and say, hey, you want to jump in and do some training? And, and people, want to, people want to be around people that are, one, inspiring and are, are winners. You know, if you're this sort of beacon of light for people, people are attracted to that. And so this thing where you, this um, paradigm shift of going from, being this insecure person, you were really bloated, yes. you know, all that stuff yep. and being insecure. But now you're like this sort of ripped up, inspirational person yeah. that people want to be around. I mean, it's it's awesome. Oh, thanks, mate. It's, it's, <laughs> it's I guess, well, I, I wrote a 
book. I wrote a book on my whole little yes. journey thing, right? Which yeah. was what's the book called this. again? It's called Switch to Slim. Yeah, boring, but it kind of tells. <laughs> it kind of just lays it out that if someone like me can do what I sort of did, yeah, um, anyone anyone can do this. It's yeah. it's like, and I think from that um, from that comes this feeling of if I can help one person who may have felt the way I felt yeah. feel better, yeah. then, and it's by doing this, um, you know, and it's on a healthy, it's on that tangent, then yeah. I'm all in. And it, it's such a kind of cool feeling. And I suppose there's that whole thing about feeling like you've got a story to tell someone. Mm. Um, I get a bit embarrassed about this whole book thing and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get Why? Uh, it's not embarrassing. Maybe embarrassing the whole word because there's still that element of me that's like, oh, don't read it, don't judge me. But there's there's that element of me that wants you to read it because I want you to know why I'm not that guy you probably met ten years ago. Mm. I'm this guy. Mm. Um, it's just yeah, it's an it's an interesting one. It really is. It's like you can. It's also to you get to a point I think in life where you can stay the same. And stagnate and almost like you just stay the same and that's it. And that's pretty freaking boring. Or you can kind of really explode and, and grow and expand as a human. Yeah. Like I for one don't want to be sitting and being the same. Being the same is so boring. Yeah, but- exactly. I mean, look what you guys are just absolutely killing it at the moment. I love keeping up with what you guys do. <laughs> it's evolving like this and doing stuff like this. Yeah, mm. like, you know, you've had the earth bottles thing going on and then – you're doing podcasts and Ash has got, you know, always the bit I love about that guy is just always evolving. Mm. Dude's a Lord because it's, you can evolve through all these different stages, you, him, me, anyone. And I agree with you completely. It's not till you kind of get to, I don't know, of an age, let's mm. call it 40 mm. for us or for me, where you kind of really get this vision of shit, mm. 40 of them are down. Yeah. Another 40, I'm 80. Yeah. Okay. If I can really capitalize on the next 10, yeah. the next decade. I remember having heaps of chats with you guys, but mainly with Ash in the vans about eras, like life's full of eras. Yeah. Remember that era back when we were doing the da-da-da? Yeah. Or that was such a cool era. Yeah. And it's so true that life is all about these little eras. And I look at my drinking yeah. and my boozing and yeah. that drug addicted or alcoholic period of my life mm. as just an I look at it as an era now I don't look at it as a you know a little stain I don't look at it as a stain in my life I look at it as an era yeah and you know it's kind of cool to be able to feel like I've moved from something but I'm happy to sit in it if I have to like right now and yeah talk about it and I not love- feel like it's weird or I'm embarrassed about it or whatever. I love talking about it. I love to talk about, yeah, just to talk about it with people because it also highlights how much life can change. Like, and sometimes when you're just going through it, like you can look back in retrospect and whatever, you don't sort of realize sometimes until you tell the story that, wow, shit, wow, I actually really did evolve and um, And I've changed so much. I didn't realize either, I think. I was thinking about this after you'd called me and, said, hey, do you want to do this? And I was feel like, you know, part of the real re- catalyst to me stopping drinking is you two. Really? Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Gee, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, well, absolutely. Wow. 
<laughs> That's <it>. good. <laughs> it's kind of interesting how it all comes around in full circle because, yeah, that's, I don't know, I just said to Leilani, if I'm really honest, probably one of the, if I get right in my gut, it would be that my, I believe my drinking got in between. The friendship, do you mean? Yeah, yeah, right. And, and that was upsetting for me at the time. It was gnarly, but. I wouldn't yeah. have thought so. Yeah, felt it was for me. It was because I was a boozer. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And when you're that guy, you kind of, I felt like I'd just morphed into this thing. I, mm. I look at it, I feel like, yeah, I feel like I just morphed into that. Man, I've got a photo of me that I can refer to at any time. I was almost going to bring it. Can but you, because I'll put that up on I'll, the, I'll the Instagram. It. I'll grab it. Where I sort of, I'm sitting there and I'm, I can remember this photo and I've got this, little drum pad thing and I'm trying to learn how to use it and there's someone took a photo of me at home and I am quite possibly the most unhealthy looking human and I'm thinking to myself (laughs) no wonder like how how (laughs) I was it living and breathing when it was doing that holy but yeah you, you look at stuff like that and you go well that explains it to me because when I look at that, I go, that, that's not me. Yeah, it's... That is not me. Yeah. But it's so me. And it's yeah. so weird. And it's <laughs> just like, whoa. But... Um, it's pretty inspirational. That's for sure. Yeah, it feels... I feel yeah. a lot better these days. You know how you're saying that um, some things happen and that you, you don't feel so great about and it can dissipate friendships? I think time heals that. 100%. And when you've... When you've had such transformation to that stuff just get people don't even think about that anymore absolutely like people are so focused on who you are now yep and so impressed by that that it doesn't Um, even matter you know yeah maybe i feel like um i feel like you kind of again you're kind of writing your own story as you go because you kind of go hey if i if i drag it on and let this thing fester in me or I, i use this as a reason to do things that don't make me feel good then it becomes something that just, it's a scar and you carry this baggage with you for the rest of your life. Mm. Where you, if you're able to accept, so for me, I just, once I accepted, the, for me, the reasons why things, and, and it's not just this, there's like plenty of other things that were, had, I was my partner that mm. had totally dissolved as well, that a long term partner, absolute legend, who, again, time heals everything. Mm. She knows who she is. She, Michelle, she's a legend. Yeah, and we, she's awesome. we have this now, this connection where we're able to, hey, buddy. Oh, that's and, great. Hey, buddy. Yeah, she's and awesome. Yeah. So those things just. Did that relationship fizzle from because of the drinking as well? Yeah, that, that, yeah, that really. Yeah. So that was, the drink got worse after all of that. So, you know, it kind of was. It just grows on itself though, doesn't it? Yeah. And that progressive I mean. you nature. You dumb shit. And then mm. you rely on something like that to give you reality and truth Mm. you do dumb stuff then it just you find yourself telling a whitey then you've told another whitey then you're drinking some more and then you've created some other chaos over there and then you're telling another whitey Mm. then you've got another mountain of bullshit going on over there and then next minute you're just sitting i'm just i'm sitting in the corner with a bottle of rum going God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're trying to escape from all I've this got to bullshit. Get away from this bullshit. <laughs> it's gonna get me. Yeah. And I've got nowhere to run. I was saying to you upstairs, it's like 
nose diving in a plane, no parachute. Yeah. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. Oh, sit here till it goes bang or jump. Yes. So, yeah. but you create this stuff. You, you do this. Like, I did this stuff. So, mm. you kind of got to go, how do I, how do I, how do I pull it all back? You can't pull it all back. It's, that's the, that's pay to play. You, 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 that's a price. That's a sacrifice for doing what you're doing. So I'm so glad that I was able to find a way to stop drinking. Yeah. And yeah. a way to not rely on that. Yeah. So, you know, and then not, and not be another substance of some description. Just the exercise. Just exercise. <laughs> Just quickly then, because yeah. I know we have to wrap it yeah, up shortly. Up. How did you stop? What was your method? And did you think, I'm just going to take a break or you're like, I'm done for good? What, yeah, I did what the was same the mindset? thing as the old smoking and I just went cold turkey. And it was, I just, I vividly remember waking up and going, that's it. Really? I'm done. Had you done something naughty the night before um, anything? I behaved like a fuckwit. Yeah. And I just, I, I was like, if I, the thought that went in my head was, if I actually died, the last thing last night, the last thing that, that those 60 people would think is I don't know what he gives a shit. He's a fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. And I just, and then I had this thing where I was like, I don't want to be fat and shit at 40. I had this mantra when I was on the treadmill, like when I was really trying to get myself sorted and I'd just be like fat and 40, you know, fuck that. And I just <laughs> fat and forty and I fuck that and I just say it like <laughs> thousand times over so I could keep walking on this thing for hours. And uh-huh. like, it was like, yeah, that was sort of the catalyst, and I was like, I, I can't do this. And then I remember I uh, went to the bottle shop sort of that afternoon, and I was like, I, I walked in and I was like, oh, I I don't want to do it. I'm not. I'm done. And then I did a Yui. Walked out, I went and sat by myself, had a big sooky la-la moment with myself, had a big cry. Beautiful, love yeah, that. You know, I'm a crier. <laughs> so I had a big cry and then I was I kind of done. And then I kind of found this you attitude, mm. I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So then I'd go wherever and I'd be like, hey, buddy, nah, nah, I'm good. And then I just found strength in mm. being that guy. Yeah, nah. you made the decision. Yeah. We're done. And same with the food. Like I used yeah. to eat. They used to call me a black bear because yeah. I'd be roaming through the <laughs> servo, just I remember berries, yeah. berry lollies out of the shelves and whatever. Yeah. I remember going down a highway with you and Tassie, and we just... stopped to get bacon and egg rolls, <laughs> and I literally bought four bacon and egg rolls, <laughs> took all that. the bread off, loaded all the bacon and eggs in one big <laughs> roll. Told you that I was on a diet. <laughs> I remember. I and so I'm clear. like, I'm doing this thing they call keto, okay? You eat heaps of fat. <laughs> and then, I, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, so, so full of bullshit. Anyway, <laughs> but so hilarious when I look at it now. But at the time, I actually believed my bullshit. So I guess that was part of the, the fun in all of this whole change was that you have to be able to take the piss at, with yourself and, you know, 
be okay with whatever crazy bullshit you was telling yourself at some point yeah. to make yourself feel better. Absolutely. So, yeah, anyway. I think Ash was the same too. He just he said for him it was easy because I just decided I wasn't going to drink oh, anymore. Considering what he, where he, what he does for a living, where he is, what he's around. Yeah. That's oh, remarkable. Like, hats off big time. Absolutely remarkable. Hats off. Yeah, but he's just like, no, I've made the decision. I'm not drinking. I don't drink anymore. I'm done. And I will not pour any alcohol down my gullet. <laughs> it's just awesome. I mean, I train a guy at the moment, Winston McCall. He's the front man for Parkway Drive. He's just, he's a guy that's been able to be in that industry and not touch. And he inspires me massively. Oh, wow. So he's he like, doesn't drink? Doesn't drink, never drunk. Wow, that's No drugs, doesn't, doesn't take drugs, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just... Oh, good on him. Wow. Because it's, it's free. Yeah, well, that's there. Yeah, it's all you there. I mean? It's wild. So that kind of, or hats off to both of you guys because oh, you're around it all a lot, and so it's yeah, very, very cool that you guys have been able to keep not drinking. Yeah, and just turn it into life. Yeah, not drinking. Yeah, and it's and it is fun. It's so fun. Life is so good now. Um, all right. Well, I think we'll wrap up. Also, want to know is mm. if you were to go back in time, what would you tell your eighteen-year-old self? Oh. If I was to go back in time and tell my, what would I tell my 18-year-old self? I would tell my 18-year-old self, hmm, I don't have many, I've done dumb shit, but I don't have a lot of regrets because life's short and it's meant to be fun and you're meant to fuck up. Um, <laughs> I'd tell myself, I'd just live by the, that, which I said, Marga said the other week when I, month when I saw him, which is I would, I would just live by the honesty first policy, you can't go wrong. And if you're honest with, if you try and be honest with yourself your whole life, if 18 I had decided, I'm just going to be me and just, it doesn't matter what happens if I end up drinking booze and I, or I end up being a cokehead or whatever it is, if I just try and be honest with myself the whole time, then I reckon the pathway would be different, would have been different. I reckon, I reckon I would have done the same sort of stuff. I probably would have just done it differently. Mm. So I would probably tell my, um, honest self just to be as honest and truthful with myself because mm, that's then, beautiful yeah yeah so you're based in um, around the byron bay area yep. if someone did want to contact you for personal training how would they go about that Jeez, it, good to me aren't you? <laughs> little plug there mate yeah you're a legend um you can just get me at uh, bennyowen.com great you can get me on there and send me a message I'll put um, links for that as yeah, well cool. on or the website. Message me on that I'm Instagram. A, a podcast. Yeah. You can message me on that, whatever. That What's is. your Instagram? Benny Owen. Just Benny Owen. Yeah. No dots, no. No, I got in early. <laughs> I got in early on the Insta. And early in, I got in early on the Gmail too. I'm just Benny Owen there too. Oh, legend. No, no, no dots, no hyphens. No, no dots. Underscore. No underscore. Yeah, the other underscore really gets to me. So well, I you can't never find it. that thing. See, there's the other 40 problem. What, <laughs> is that in the line or not in the line? Thank you so much for coming for in me. and chatting. It was awesome. Yeah. I really loved it. Loved it too. Speak to you later. Speak to you soon.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.